0: A few friends and I went on an overnight hike in the Rockies behind our little town a few years back when I was in high school. Our camping site was pretty far up there and it was getting dark. The spot we were at was nestled in a grove of trees secluded from the wind and elements so we decided to stop there for the night. The four of us built a little fire and ate dinner then just talked for a few hours. Then all of a sudden my friend leaps forward and douses the fire with our emergency water plunging us into complete darkness. Needless to say, the rest of us were pretty pissed as there was no reason for him to do this. He quickly shushes us and we realize he was absolutely terrified. Like so scared he couldn't even speak or move. The rest of us managed to get a few words out of him and he tells us to look up on the ridge where we should have been camping at. It was pretty far up so it was kinda hard to see at first, but that sight will haunt me for the rest of my life. There was a fire. A big one. Like a bonfire sort of thing around the fire were several figures moving in a slow circle they were humanoid but not quite as in they had arms and legs like people but something just seemed different about them that i can't really explain almost like the limbs were too long and skinny or something but maybe not anyway these figures just moved around the fire in a really slow circle over and over again my one friend claims he could hear them singing something but i don't remember anything importantly There was one standing off to the side a little ways leaning with his arm on a tree branch above his head. It really creeped us out, but we were able to sleep it off. We figured it was a scout troop having a camp or something. Morning came and we finished off our hike to the peak and on our way down we passed the place we saw the figures and decided to check out the camp. It was completely deserted. It was obvious that there had been a fire and there were footprints everywhere. Inside the fire pit was a small mound of charred animal bones probably chipmunks and a pile of four or five rodent skulls that have been burned creepy right then we look over at where the one figure was standing blood not a lot and not enough to be concerned or anything but enough to be creepy then we see the tree branch he was casually leaning against it was well over any of our heads and i'm over six foot that would mean that in order for the figure to lean against it like he was he would need to be at least seven feet tall Needless to say we got off that mountain very fast and I have never been up there again. We called the fish and wildlife rangers and told them what we saw. They said it was probably just a bunch of kids messing around and not to worry about it. It might have been just that and we let our imaginations run wild. But all four of us swear to this day we all saw the same thing and it didn't look like a bunch of kids in the dark. I don't believe in ghosts or the supernatural, but those mountains still scare the shit out of me, and I will never go back there again. You are now entering the realm of the freaky deaky an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. (coughs) Alleged true stories. Christian, just, (sighs) okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality. About time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths? And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains there are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. back to the Freaky Deaky. As you may have guessed from the title, it's really easy to do. We're talking hiking horror stories today, and let me tell you, it's a doozy. I do want to give a shout out to Danny Leon on YouTube for the episode suggestion. If you are new to the show, take a moment out of your time and rate the show five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere you're listening to the show. It helps us get around those pesky algorithms. For whatever reason, the platforms that we're on don't really push us as much as uh, other paranormal Podcast, and I believe it has to do with the name Freaky Deaky. There's apparently some sexual connotations. What? yeah yeah who knew innuendos all around but so i think they kind of it's not like a shadow ban or anything like that because you can still find us but it just doesn't put the effort in to send the show to people that might like it so you guys are our only hope out there to grow the show if you guys could do us a favor and just you know rate the show five stars that really does go a long way in helping us grow the show out you can also find us on social media we are very active we love talking to you guys it's at freaky deaky pod on instagram and facebook and youtube or at tft paranormal on tiktok if that's more your speed it's always dropping fire but We appreciate you guys following along, getting in touch. If you have a creepy hiking story of your own, or any paranormal experience that you'd like to share with the show and be a part of our listener story episodes, you're going to want to send that into the gang at thefreakydiki.com, where we will be in touch with you and get it added into our next listener story episode, which are always a banger. In the meantime, subscribe on YouTube. We are working on kind of the way we do things here. It's a little hectic going. We you know spend a couple weeks recording episodes, and then we spend the next couple weeks recording videos. And it's just an endless cycle of content for you guys and for us and an endless workload for us. But it's all fun. It's all this, fun.
1: It's great. You know, they always said, do something you love and you'll never work a day." And I found that I'm working every day, so I must not be doing <laughs> So I must be doing something wrong, but it's okay. I do enjoy it. Yeah. You got to admit fun. though, this, this is, oh yeah. As far of, as working on yeah. something, this is the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. Out of my,
0: out of the projects that I do, this is definitely the most enjoyable one and probably the most tiresome, exhausting, but you know, we just keep chipping away at it. Chipping away at these algorithms. We'll get there. We'll get there in no time. But that's neither here nor there. You guys aren't here to listen to us blab on about how great the show is. You already know that you're here. You're enjoying it. And we thank you. And we do thank you. And to thank you more, we're going to get into some of these creepy hiking stories for you guys. And once again, thanks to Danny Leon for the episode of suggestion. If you have an episode that you want to hear us talk about or curate or anything like that, send it in. We love hearing from you guys. I can't say that enough. You guys are the best. Anyway. Let's get into this story from Turgid Pinky. And it goes a little something like this. Not a pro, but more than a thousand days in the backcountry over the past decade. I have always been drawn to the wild. It seems like home, and I generally know my neighbors out there. Not afraid to be in the deep woods, in the dark. I love my woods. Guys always like their wood. Okay, and that's why we are not pushed to other podcasts, Christian, because you're I said woods, I said woods Your deviant sexual innuendos constantly flood this podcast and we're tired of it Anyway, one sunny weekday afternoon, I had hiked up an old mining road It gained a couple thousand feet from the valley floor towards one of the ridges of the Cascades When the road gave out near the bottom of a high basin, I put on my backpack and started off cross-country toward the ridge It was still heavily forested, old growth and old cut fading in another thousand feet into the scraggly, wind-blown ones near the top. About 20 minutes in, and about a half mile up from me, near the tree line, I heard this thumping sound. It was very odd, so I stopped to listen carefully. It sounded like a big, solid branch was being whacked against a solid tree. I wonder what this could be. Sounds like Sasquatch, but I'm not here to ruin the story for anyone. I use the term solid because the hits were powerful. One or both of the pieces of wood were hard and dry. The wood resonated and rang on impact as dry wood will. I couldn't get over the power though. It sounded like someone was swinging a four inch post. Weird, right? Well, it gets better. This someone sounded like they were trying to communicate. The thumping had a very complex and well-defined pattern. And here's the weirdest part. The thumping signal occasionally became very rapid like what a drummer could do if they were noodling around with a stick but i swear it sounded like a four inch post was being treated like a drumstick i listened for maybe five minutes just fascinated with this sound this code and the power of it then the drumming suddenly stopped and i kind of woke up to the fear of this unknown thing out there i had my pistol i had my bear spray and my knife I really only fear cougars, and even then I figure they'll have a bad day trying to take me down. Get a load of this, badass. Yep. Still, the silence as I stared into the forest ahead seemed loaded, and I turned on my heels and left that valley. That place and that experience gave me the chills, and that high valley won't see my shadow again. I've read stories about some of the native peoples around here having valleys that they just wouldn't go into. I can now easily understand how these legends get started. We got a squatch on our hands. Definitely.
1: Either that or a woodpecker in a really really hollow area. It's like a It's like the woodpecker that the dinosaurs would have been around though. Big ones. Yeah. That's one big woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, what so what do you think?
0: I mean, I guess I've heard stories of Sasquatch banging
1: trees. Yeah, yeah you got the wood knocks. Classic Sasquatch lore, right? Right, but uh, it's not something that if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you hear it, it's not a sound that nature makes. Yeah, unless it's a Sasquatch. Yeah, that's true. Communicating.
0: Oh, it would be really creepy if you, he heard it and then, like, in a different area of the land, he hears again,
1: like echoing from the left, and then he hears it on the right. And he's like, oh, "Okay." The fact that he didn't hear anything else makes me think that maybe that uh tree tree hitting or tree what you, tree, tree thump, knocking tree knocking yes was maybe like. Okay, we're going to use the panzer formation to take out this human. It's going to yeah. be quick. Everybody get in position. Yeah, they're German Sasquatch.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, the the deep, when you have any conversation about the
1: deep woods, there's a lot of creepy stuff out there. Yeah, you know, even just natural stuff. You got predators and all that fun stuff. I mean, like in different types of movies, they use a particular sound of a loon to kind of give you that eerie feeling. So, because it works so well. Yeah. Things out that are out in nature, that especially nowadays, because we're so used to civilization, oh, those yeah. sounds hit really hard out there.
0: They slap, or they,
1: as the youth knock. say, yeah. And and I
0: have uh what am I thinking? I'm thinking of a video where I saw of an alleged Sasquatch that like threw a log. That was has nothing to do with this story, and I don't know why it popped in my brain. But you're welcome. You're welcome out there. So anyway, moving right along. This next story is from Revlist TK421, classic reference to Star Wars. Yes, it is. And Revless is silver backwards. I don't know why I am telling you that, but I can see it. Impressive. Scott, impressive. (coughs) Yeah, my eyes read things backwards. You're breaking the code. I know. Once again, not a professional. Sorry, there's no professional hikers out there. But uh, we we weren't all that deep into the Point Reyes trail system, but we had a pretty creepy experience nonetheless. I was camping with a bunch of city dwellers, classic, who had never done a hike-in camping trip before. Needless to say, some things didn't go so well. Like two people only bringing one small bottle of water, several people bringing insufficient food, and one couple that were carrying an eight-man tent between them. It was like herding cats, let me tell you what. Anyway, we finally make camp, maybe 2, 2.30. We're up the cliffs and have a beautiful view. We have ample time to set up camp, cook dinner, tell ghost stories. But no, these numbnuts get the bright idea to go down to the water. It's just right there, they plead. 30 minutes tops. This is bullshit, it's easily a two hour hike down. I know this, one other guy knows this, but we feel obligated to go with these yahoos to keep them out of trouble. We get to the beach while the sun is setting. Now we have to hike back in the deepening dark. There's a dim moon and the fog is rolling in. I have the only flashlight and the batteries give out after a while. Of course we get lost and I manage to take a spill twisting my ankle pretty badly. Classic Especially because he's the expert I know, him and one other guy Go on without me So it's dark, fog has visibility down further We're lost, cold, hungry, and I'm injured Then the other competent hiker pulls me aside And tells me in hushed, urgent tones I don't want to freak the others out But something is following us back there It comes into view and then fades back into the fog I've never seen anything like it as we continue on, I catch sight of a ghostly white shape, maybe three feet tall, moving silently but quickly alongside the trail we are on. Every hair on my body stood on end, and I could have made a diamond in my arse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't get it. Just kidding, I get it. Yeah. His cheeks are clenched, folks. Old coal arse. I mean, I've heard, I've heard emergency room stories, but I never heard a coal being up there. So every hair on my body stood on end, and I could have
0: made a diamond in my ass. It didn't stay visible for long and disappeared into brush almost as soon as I noticed it. I caught fleeting sight of it again twice more before it disappeared for good. To this day, I have no idea what it was. I never saw it for long enough or clearly enough to make even an uneducated guess. It did not move like any animal I'm familiar with or know is in that park. I can't tell you how relieved I was when we got above the fog and the visibility though still darker than Satan's asshole illuminated by a sickly candle quadrupled. At midnight, we called for a halt. We rested for about a half hour, pooled what little food and water we had left, and tried to figure out where we were. When we got started up again, we literally took ten steps and turned a bend straight into our tents. We still tell stories about how delicious the crunchy spaghetti was that I made for everyone, one bowl at a time, that night. Honestly, I was making it so I would have an excuse to stand next to the fire, hoping that whatever it was that was out there would be afraid of it. Oh, and bonus event, later that morning, I was woke up by something underneath the tent, pushing hard into my back. I believe I screamed and scrambled out of my sleeping bag and out of the tent without ever passing through the space between those two points. I peered back into the tent and I could see my sleeping bag jumping up in a rhythmic motion. I landed on the mound with my elbow and proceeded to punch the ever-loving shit out of it. When the sleep grogginess dissipated, I assumed it was a gopher. But I was taking zero chances after the Eve's misadventures.
1: RIP to that gopher. Tell you what. Yeah, this guy isn't a very good... He's like, I'm cut, not an expert, but he's I all, think uh, I am. I'm all gonna, all I am kill gophers.
0: He's crotchety with his expeditions. Though I probably would be, too, if, like, you're doing something, you're like, okay, I'm taking, like, 10 people to, oh, great, none of you guys have gone
1: on a hiking ex- excursion into the woods for a camping trip. Okay, this should be fine. You know what tells me this guy is maybe not, for, well, for sure not an expert, is the fact that he's like, we don't have enough food and water, but let's go down there. It's going to be dark climbing back. I mean, an, an, yeah. a person that knew what they were doing wouldn't have started it at that point. Well, I think this
0: was, like, a B-Y-O-F-A-W. So, uh, that type of situation so he brought enough for himself clearly
1: but you know what they probably left out
0: huh the shrooms wow and here you are with the shroom talk so early in the episode christian creepy three foot white ghostly entity though if it's especially if it's like following you along the, that's kind of creepy man just poking in and out long enough to see its weird shape and i wonder what part of the country this
1: was in be interesting to figure I mean,
0: out wherever the the point reyes trail system
1: is would be a good place to start that almost sounds like colorado california. i was gonna say california that almost sounds like california rado right? oh. <laughs> yeah isn't that the name of the new state
0: california rado right? yeah. yeah 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 it
1: is they don't like it
0: and that's fine i don't know man
1: like there's uh,
0: there's this weird curiosity with me about the, the deep woods and about the woods in general where i want there's a part of me that like feels like i'm called out to the forest like i need to go exploring in the forest But then there's another part of me. It's like, yo, you know what the hell is out there, dude. You're sitting here, you know, with your thumbs up your ass covered in Cheeto dust. You don't need to be exploring the forest, right? you know? Yeah. But there's, that's where all the cool stuff happens. Do you want to see the cool stuff or do you want to be covered in Cheeto dust?
1: Yeah. Like these are the options. Do you want to be stalked by a bear or a supernatural being? Would you prefer a bear or a supernatural being? That's the question. Well, I would say a supernatural being because I'm not going to run into one of those. Mm. That's true in my <laughs> that's why mind. it would be quite a shock if you did run into any kind of bean
0: supernatural or, <laughs> or pinto yeah he,
1: and in, in the end i'd be like oh beans nice better that better you than a bear because you are real and then he would walk away frustrated because i didn't believe in him even though he was standing right in front of me with his scary face and, He's like, really christian come on i'm right here
0: come into the woods with me christian
1: i put on this blood specially for you
0: disappointing yeah,
1: disappointing to say
0: the least. I'm noticing that I could have, I honestly could have titled this episode "Camping Horror Stories," which we will be doing at some point during the summer. I want to do like a full, you know, as the the weather starts to warm up, I want to do some more out outdoorsy episode types. I feel like all these hikings, st- like nothing. Well, there's a couple stories where things happen while you're hiking, but for the most part, like these are all stories that people are hiking and then they set up camp and then they experience something weird and then they hike out. So, if that's not really what you're looking for, Danny, I do apologize. And you know what? Let's end the podcast. It's over. No. We failed. Just kidding. It's my fault. Anyway. This next one is from Mac Blastoff. I had a business trip that took me to Arizona and didn't want to pass up a chance to visit some great views and hiking in Sedona. You're going to like this one. So worked it into a long weekend. I got up early one morning to hit the trail before the pink jeeps descended upon some of the more visited places. The pink jeeps I believe are like the tour, tour okay. jeeps. I got up early one morning to hit the trail before the pink jeeps descended upon some of the more visited places. First stop was a previous Anasazi site, purely for historical reasons. After hiking in from the road by foot, I got a good 30 minutes at the site before the first jeep tour showed up, packed up my daypack, and headed down the trail. My second goal that morning was a fairly gradual, but scenic hike up the side of a nearby mesa. However, the weather that day wasn't cooperating and I kept my eye on some thunderstorms to the south that were building. As I continued to gain altitude on the switchback trail, I had a beautiful view over the valley towards Cathedral Rock. The low clouds filled in and began to build and some downpours were visible, but no strikes. Standing on the mesas in the rain and lightning strikes don't mix. I picked up my pace and made the lip of the meso walking slowly to a smooth rock outcropping with great views and to catch my breath. Not sure what caused me to, but I took off my hat, turned around and looked up. I saw low scud clouds with wispy tendrils slowly swirling in a circle overhead. The outer fringe was darker gray, the central core a lighter shade, and suddenly before my eyes I saw a large wingspan bird appear at the center of the swirl, all dark, not the coloration of an eagle and with the wing feathers separated like a turkey vulture but even larger i watched the bird as it drifted sometimes with but mostly against the direction of rotation of the cloud swirl and i don't recall seeing it flap i took a quick moment to look south at the advancing storm saw my first lightning strike well off in the distance and looked up at the bird again It made a right hand turn for the center of the swirl and then vanished as it cruised across the center of the swirl once more. I stood there a good 5 minutes processing what I'd seen, waiting for it to reappear, but nothing. Truly a mesmerizing nature encounter. I grabbed my pack and made tracks down the trail to make it to the vehicle before the storm that was fast approaching. Being alone on the trip I really had no one to discuss it with and mold over the experience for the rest of the afternoon. I took a warm shower, dressed up, and then drove to an Italian restaurant, newly opened on the main drag into town. They didn't seat until 5pm, so I wandered into the gem and mineral shop next door to find some mementos to give to friends when I got back. The lady behind the counter was friendly, not overly chatty, and looked at the granola part that I would expect for such a place. Incense burned in the corner and peaceful Native American flute music played over the speakers. She asked how my stay in Sedona was, and I told her I was enjoying the views and the hiking. I told her where I'd gone hiking to see the Anasazi cliff dwelling, and she walked to an old yellowed map on the wall and pointed to the site. This one, she asked, interested? I looked, and yes, she was pointing to the site I'd visited. I looked next to where she pointed, about where the mesa was, and a large red swirl was centered there. The map had several of those markings mostly around the perimeter of the valley i asked her what them what they marked and she replied oh those show where the energy where the energy centers are that the native americans discovered before white men came to the valley those damn honkies
1: colonizers
0: honkies anyway it's a horrible word sure I hadn't told her about my trip up the mesa, but she must have sensed it in my facial expression and asked, did you see something around there you can't explain? I I had to admit, yes, I had. And without inquiring, she said, yeah, it's a pretty active place. I like to go up on the mesa and get rejuvenated there, particularly when the weather is acting up. For a cynic like me, that was a pretty unsettling and simultaneously awesome day. Spooky. Thunderbird. Thunderbird indeed. And Sedona is one of those places that I think we should add to our paranormal bucket list. It's that legendary. Yeah. We gotta check out some of these energy spots, man. But we can't go with a tour. We kinda have to like hike it ourselves. Because I feel like if you go with the tour, the that you know, energy's not the energy. The Thunderbird's not gonna be like, Oh, here comes the pink jeep. They don't show up to the tourist. So we kinda gotta do our own thing. And we gotta pick a day when apparently it's a little, you know, weathery outside. The weather's afoot. Yeah, do we risk getting struck by lightning? Absolutely we do.
1: Well, I mean the chances of getting struck by lightning are so small, yeah. even in a lightning storm. And they say that if you feel all your hair raising up on your body
0: that you're already it's dead. It's good luck. So oh. good luck for the chances. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, don't get struck by lightning out there, folks. And please Do heed the warning of nature's hair-raising abilities. Either way, that'd be something to experience, man. Like, I sometimes I read these stories. I'm like,
1: damn, I have experiences, but I don't have anything like super cool that I'm like really blown away by. You know what I mean? Thunderbird would be super cool if they existed. You remember that they did an episode about a thunderbird uh, attack here in Alaska Mm -hmm. on one of the weird cryptid shows? Yeah, I've heard that story a few times. Yeah, and it was like, like still hard for me to believe that a huge bird could be around. That uh, would be big enough to pick up a person. I don't know, Christian, you ever seen Big Bird? I mean, but he doesn't fly. You don't know that. You just see him on the show. You don't know what he does afterwards. I, he has tiny wings. That's why he's <sighs> on the show. If he could fly, he would fly away from them Them kids. Yeah, he'd poop on them on his way out. You know, the one thing this like this story shows is that maybe a Thunderbird can come through the weather or through a, like a uh, portal in certain areas. And maybe the weather in that area and the energy causes something to... To open up and this thing can come through now i may be completely off base on this but isn't
0: that kind of lore behind thunderbirds I believe like, so. isn't that the like native American lore is like, that's where they get their name, right? Like, you know, wings of thunder. Yeah. When they flap their wings, it makes yeah. such a loud noise. So is it really like that much of a stretch that you would have this type of experience while the weather is Thunderous. acting up as this yeah. person said, you know? So I don't know. That's got kind of like, it, it lends some credibility to even native American lore and stuff, which is fascinating. Cause that's,
1: I'm sure you agree. Some of the dopest lore in the world comes from the native American cultures. Right. And a lot of it is untainted for thousands of years Mm. it's it's fascinating stuff
0: if thunderbirds are real and that means skinwalkers are also real we did it guys we solved it hope you've enjoyed the freaky deaky this is the last episode goodbye (laughs) no just kidding that's the elevator music for different stuff it's fine yeah I, i like that story a lot and that was the only thunderbird story i came across i'm like all these hiking stories only one thunderbird Interesting. It's almost like they're not there. Almost like you're a wet blanket again, Christian. You big old wet blanket, you. Anyway, shall we get into this next one? So this one took place in Big Sur, California. I went hiking with one of my best friends. The end. No. It was off season and a Sunday night, so the place was practically empty. We picked a campsite about a half mile walk to the ocean. It was in a huge open field surrounded by a lush forest. In the background were limestone mountains, and you could hear the crashing of the ocean's waves. Very epic. We spend the night around a campfire telling stories and eating. And let me point out, once again, limestone mountains. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Every time I see limestone, one of these stories, I'm like, interesting. Maybe we should we try to correlate an episode of like limestone experiences or crazy stuff that happens within the vicinity of limestone. I don't know how fascinating that would be for our listeners if they'd be like, oh, great, the limestone episode's here. Can't wait to tune in. We would probably title it something differently. Yeah, we would title it definitely not the limestone episode. Yeah. Be sure to listen. Killer limestone. That just sounds like a kitchen cleaning product. But wait, there's more. Anyway, we're both very, or we're both pretty experienced backpackers too. We're very diligent ensuring. We do not leave any trace of food by our site, and almost everything other than our essentials goes in the bear bag or box. I have my dog with me too. She's ADA, so she was allowed on the site. She's leashed around one of the few trees in the field on a long metal leash and full harness. It's a full moon out, and it was pouring beautiful blue light across the field. It was absolutely pristine and breathtaking. Ah. around 1am something spooks my dog now she is used to the woods and has an incredibly calm demeanor but i mean she is flipping out tugging hard on the leash like she is desperate to escape and she does she pulls so hard that her harness snaps and she goes bolting across the field into the wilderness i lose my cool i drop everything and bolt after her i'm not thinking straight running into the woods at night my only concern was getting her even if it meant risking my own safety i rescue her i find her curled up in a random clearing in the woods looking ashamed and terrified classic dog thank god she ran in a straight line otherwise i would have been totally lost i walk back carrying her and my heart is pounding furiously at the horror of the idea of her being lost in the wilderness forever the thought now is still unbearable i can feel her heart pounding too in my arms I can feel her heart pounding too in my arms. She's still terrified. I'm no longer in a great mood. Bummer. We all head to bed in my tent, but my dog won't lay down. She refuses. Her ears are up and she's staring intensely at the tent wall as if she could see through it and she's tracking something. It takes a while for my nerves to calm down from my chase earlier. I'm working hard at taking deep breaths and reminding myself that I'm prepared for anything that I could encounter that's obviously not true mm-hmm. bigfoot could come crashing through your tent bro you're not gonna take care of that are you Ugh. anyway my thought is that my dog is simply spooked from maybe a raccoon maybe she's just exhausted and acting up and then i hear it cackling like a high-pitched laughter that is full of a disgusting type of joy and it's coming from outside my tent fuck deep breathing my senses go on high alert My body tenses up so tightly, it's like I'm about to break in half. I can't even breathe. And then I hear even more cackling, like a group of witches were doing something evil just yards away. It fills my hearing, laughing and laughing and more laughing. It's loud and it just sounds so wrong. I can't even bring myself to move to look at my friend. It's like my entire body has given up. The laughs are then followed up with blood-curdling screams. It honestly sounded like someone was being murdered. It was full of panic and horror and sadness. Dear God. it could have been wolves or coyotes killing their prey, but it sounded so distinctly human. The laughter, the sobbing, the screams. Finally, my friend says something. What the fuck? I even begin to laugh a little because the situation was so intense and wild, I had no idea how else to react. I can't handle this, I say, and suggest that we bolt for the car. It's a mile away, so we decide to stay out. We just listened to the laughter and screaming until it fades away. Even when it was over, I didn't bother going to bed. Look, I know what you're going to say. Coyotes, coyotes, or like killing a rabbit or some shit. But well, yeah, could be. It could be, but I don't know, man. There's something. I don't know if a dying rabbit would cackle, though. It would scream. No, that's that's what, the, what I'm saying the blood curling scream comes from. Like I've, and I'm sure, and being in the desert, you've probably heard rabbits being murdered, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is not a great sound. Yes. But I would be able to differentiate that from a human being. They're similar, but one is a little more distinct. But then you still have to explain the cackling though. Exactly. And that's the the creepy bit. And that's I think that's where people would lean more towards Oh, that's a coyote. They're
1: making weird Well in the story they said wolves, and I'm like, there's no wolves in that area. And wolves don't be cackling like that. The only other thing I mean, and it wouldn't be this, but witches you're right well this is this is the area of the dark watchers too that is very true huh not that they scream or anything like that or any of that shit but they might be watching darkly i might add yeah Yeah. look at this demon scaring the hell out of this hiker again (laughs) (laughs) so it's cackling because he's getting we live for this Uh, it's the best
0: it's the best. That's a Nacho Libre reference in the middle of a hiking horror stories. Are you kidding me? Give this show five stars. Anyway, there's a lot of creepy stories with like laughter that I'm that just it's unsettling.
1: It makes me feel unwell. I mean, it could be wind or natural occurrences, but still, you know, or people just freaking the hell out. And once your dog starts freaking out, you're on alert too. Exactly.
0: So. Yeah, that's one of those things because you're. It's almost like an alarm, like a prerequisite. You're like something is about to happen. And it's either gonna be really dumb. Or really creepy. Yes. Oh, it was a leaf blown across the lawn. Never mind. We're fine. But they got that sniffer, man. They can they can sniff things out pretty well. And they can hear. The fact that this dog just takes off in a straight line and then ends up confused and ashamed in a in the middle of a clearing somewhere.
1: It maybe it wasn't ashamed, maybe it's like, oh crap, where's my human? Uh, damn it. I thought we were both doing this. I was hungry too. He has the food. I mean, I don't know so much about like the
0: sorcery or witch legends of Big Sur, California, but I imagine...
1: It's amazing how much people want to blame it on the witches, so... Yeah, but sometimes you can blame it on the witches. Not very often. Sometimes you blame it on the alcohol. Sometimes you blame it on the witches, Christian. No, it goes differently than that. Blame it on the uh, 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 witches, okay? I don't know that song. Jamie Fox. Okay. Anyway... What was it? A few,
0: it was probably like 10 or so episodes back. I can't remember which there was that story of like, and it's always in a tent. It's always the person hears like weird shit happening outside their tent. And I would be in that exact same boat. Cause we had a similar conversation last story we had that was similar to this, where it was like, I'm not leaving that tent, dude," And you're like, no, you have to for the podcast. Maybe it's a skinwalkers episode could be yeah and that's episode 16 of season three i think if you haven't checked that out that's definitely a good one that's probably one of our most popular
1: ones this year so do that that's the one where the serial killer cuts off the skin and walks around in it yeah that's the one okay anyway man i don't know there's something like you're you're in the
0: train of thought where okay let me ask you this we're in the woods right we're camping doing something you and i we got a nice tent we're chilling getting ready for bed just toasted some malos having a nice chill vibe. And then we hear cackling in the middle of the woods. Are you going out to investigate? I would at least look
1: out. You would unzip the flap, right? And then you just kind of peek out. Yeah. Would you like have a flashlight on you? Probably. I mean, why wouldn't you look out? I mean, you're in a tent. It's not going to protect you. You might as well see which it's the same.
0: Look, it's the same train of thought as when you're a child and you hear ghosts in your house. You put the blanket over your head and suddenly you're in a, a whole new world, Aladdin style. And you're free from all the worries of the outside
1: blanket world, even though we had a video recently that completely debunked all of that. yeah. It's no wonder we humans have so many problems that we would rationalize in such a way that we think a tent or a blanket is going to protect us.
0: It's us going back to our childhood roots of our blankie. And you know what? In some instances, if there's witches cackling outside my tent, murdering things, I'm going to hold my blankie, Christian. I'm going to do it. I'm like, you can have a blankie. No, I was never mind. I don't know where I was going with that. You really wanted to take it somewhere. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to take this blanky bit to the next level. Yep. And then you didn't come through. No, I did not. So. I apologize. So thanks, Christian. Way to go. Way to derail this. What are we in? Palestine, Ohio. Sorry. Ha-ha. That's really Too macabre. Certain. That's macabre. And that's fine.
1: First, I thought you were going somewhere else. I you know. said Palestine. I was like, no, no, no. And then <laughs> we you not Ohio. No. I'm like, oh, nobody oh, cares America, about Ohio. America, it's fine. Just more white
0: folks. It's no
1: problem. Just kidding.
0: And I can say that because I am the white folks on this podcast.
1: No, you can't.
0: I can. No. I just did. No. So it's done. It has nothing to do with white folks. I know. We'll stop making it about white folks, Christian. Okay. Can we talk about anything else on this podcast other than your love? (laughs) (laughs) So now we got that sorted out. Uh, This next one is from Vilnius Nastavnik. Mm. he hikes the Corabina Path. Indeed, and if you want that reference, you're going to have to go way back on our YouTube history. It's actually, not very far because it's a popular episode, so it's probably like front and center on our page, but it's fine. I went backpacking and fishing overnight with a female friend. Oh, hey now. We're both fairly experienced backpackers, and it was a spot we'd been to many times before on the Salmon River in upstate New York. We also brought her collie along with us. We parked in the same spot as we always did at the end of a dirt road and hiked in about 45 minutes to our favorite fishing spot. Had a great day knocking back beers, swimming and pretending to fish. We put out the fire and went to bed around midnight. We were awakened about 3am by the creepiest noise I've ever heard in my life. It honestly sounded like a demon, groaning and growling away maybe 5 feet back from the edge of our sight in some thick brush. Her usually fearless dog was cowering in the corner of our tent. I was kind of spooked, but I calmed myself down, ran through the local wildlife in my head, and decided it was probably a bobcat. For anyone who doesn't know, bobcats are cats named Bob. No, I'm just kidding. Bobcats aren't very dangerous, but they can make some supremely freaky noises. Their territorial growls often sound like human screams or crying babies. I grabbed my mess kit, the BSA-style one where one half is a frying pan and the other is a bowl and head outside to ensure to scare it off. I repeatedly bashed the two halves together as loudly as I can to frighten it, which has always worked in the past. I've even run off black bears a few times with this method. This thing did not move. If anything, it got closer. I try not to attribute human emotions to wild animals, but the growling sounded angrier. At this point, my friend and the dog are out of the tent and... Mr. Fearless is trying with all his might to drag her back down the trail toward the road. I shine my light into the dark and it reflects off a pair of eyes that I swear looked human, peering out from a bush at about my chest height. Maybe it was crouching, maybe it was standing on something, but it damn sure wasn't a bobcat. I'm not proud of this, but we fled in disarray, slept in the car in a McDonald's parking lot, and went back to get our stuff in daylight. Nothing was taken, but the sight was tossed. Even the tent interior. The one sensible thing I had managed to do during our retreat was re-zip the tent, but it was open. Not clawed open. Unzipped. Still have no idea what the hell this thing was. Haven't camped there since. Sasquatch.
1: Think so? Sounds like it.
0: I mean, I will say, yeah, possibly, but I will also say while curating these hiking horror stories for our lovely listeners, I came across a great deal of absolutely delusional people roaming the woods. It is, it's creepy, but there's some people that are off the rockers out there that like just wild men pretty much in, you know,
1: across the country. You remember some of those people lived way out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. I do. Probably like those kind of people, but out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like, I'm not putting it, I'm not saying hundred percent, this is a paranormal experience. It could have been, but you would think that if it was someone, if they see someone run off and they have anything valuable at their camp, this thing's going to take it.
1: Yeah. Also, but also, I mean, the sounds it was making, if you, if that's a human making that sound, you kind of know. Yeah. There is, I guess, a, like a vocal range that you kind of stick within if you're a human being. Yeah. And humans, I mean, we recognize likeness. A real recognize real. Yeah. And that's why, like when people see something weird, they, a lot of times they say it moves like in an inhuman way because yeah, we don't can just pick up on it. It's yeah, like, we a, don't have a reference for like certain animals, how certain animals move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is true. I, there was this one story and I honestly, I, I may have added it as like kind of like a bonus possibility, but There was this one story of this, uh, this group of friends that went camping and they encountered like a few of them went on a hike somewhere and like a couple of them stayed back at the camp and they encountered this, what they called like a seven foot dude that was like naked and thin as fuck with like a fucking machete or wielding an ax that came through the, the campsite. And they like managed to scare him off. Like one of them was in the tent and the other person, while he was walking towards the other guy, the guy in the tank came out and like pushed him and punched him and shoved him like managed to scare him off. And then later, when all the friends came back, because they called him, they're like, yo, there's some weird shit going down here. Later that night, the same dude came through like laughing and just like like a maniac, dude. Seven foot tall man with an axe naked. Are you kidding me? That is the last thing you want to fist fight. Former basketball player on meth. Yeah. In the woods. It's a bad combo, folks. It's a bad combo. Christian's reaching for his jacket because he's,
1: he's a little chilly. I don't know whose jacket this is, but it, I'm cold. He's a little chilly. <laughs> anyway. great It's story. not fine. It is fine. Seven, seven foot. foot naked guy comes running out of the woods. <laughs> With an ax, yeah. With an
0: ax, I mean. Yeah. You'd think after you got scared off, knowing there's like eight or nine people in this camp,
1: knowing that, that he would be like, all right, I'm not gonna come back. But he came back. Yeah. Came back creepier than ever. It's called justifiable, justifiable homicide. There you go. Yeah, the seven foot guy was like, I'm gonna kill all you guys. That's gonna be justified, okay? He was seven foot
0: naked and had an ax. We killed him. Yeah, that's all the details you need. Officer, we're gonna get back to our s'mores and ghost stories, if you don't mind. And he's like, actually, I do mind. I
1: brought enough cuffs for all of you. Get in. Yeah, we brought the paddy wagon out because oh, there's you too were many. Like, I do mind. I'd like a cup of hot chocolate.
0: That's right. Yeah, and some s'mores. Yeah, this isn't a Christmas story. You're not gonna have chestnuts roasting on an open fire. How many? That's two episodes in a row. Wow, way to go, way to go. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, middle of March. We did it. Actually, it might be April now. Whatever it is, welcome. Yes. I'm going to get into this next story before I completely go off the rails. Again. Again, Palestine. Just kidding. To our Ohio listeners, just know we're with you in spirit and we believe something freaky is going on out there. Well, Christian probably doesn't, but I do. And I'm not going to rest until I know. It's called bad railroad management. Yeah. That's what Christian calls it. Anyway, this isn't a conspiracy podcast. We get into trouble when we do that. And Christian and I have vastly different opinions on that stuff. And that's fine. What this is, however, is another hiking story. Let's get into it. This is by gbs too. My story became creepy after the hike. Not so much during. It was a mild December day in New England. And my then girlfriend and I decided to do a short evening hike at a local state park. Wait a second. December? I know. New England? Yeah. Must be a little chilly. Just a little. Yeah. And I don't really like when people say my then girlfriend and I just say your girlfriend, bro. Yeah. We don't know that you're not together anymore. And to be honest with you, don't really care.
1: I got to stick up for this guy,
0: though. Okay.
1: Please do. Cause if he doesn't say his
0: then girlfriend, his current girlfriend's going back. Oh, so you got still, you still got feelings for this girl? Yeah. His wife of, you know, six kids is getting back. Oh, so this is how it is, huh? You still talking to that bitch? Yeah. You uh, sh- and then start swinging hands. I thought you didn't like Britney. Yeah, you can catch these hands. You talk to Karen one more time. Maybe we should just get more into the story. An easy trail up to this old stone tower structure. We brought a little weed with us, nice, and hung out on top for quite a bit until it started to get dark. We smoked a bit, talked, and enjoyed the views. The tower overlooks the trail heading up to it, and as we were up there, we noticed someone walking up the trail to the tower. It was a man, dressed in black, uh-oh, just casually making his way up. Now me, being a teenager at the time and a little stoned, glanced to see the man coming to the tower and quickly packed up my stash for discretion. We decided to just start our hike back as it was near dark anyways, but as we make our way down each of the three or four levels of the tower, we realize we don't see the man. The stone structure is large but open and with many windows, so I kind of look around curiously just to see who had hiked up. No sign of him, and no sign of him around or on the trail either. You can see a good distance in every direction, leaving the tower, certainly enough to see someone a few seconds after they turned around to leave. He had left somehow. It confused me, but I was also kind of stoned, so we paid no mind to it. We paid no mind to where he went, really, and just made our way back to the car. Now, where it gets creepy is that a few months later, I found out that my experience was not unique. I discovered that there were similar stories about a ghostly legend of the state park. I was really interested in the paranormal at the time, and while researching local ghost stories, I found the story of the man dressed in black. He is sometimes seen near dark walking up to the stone tower, and some claim that if you keep your eyes on him long enough, he'll just disappear. I was flooded with chills when I read about it, and I'm just glad that ghost didn't cross my mind when I saw him. Speaking of ghosts, appears to be one here in the studio with us now. That's bog. Oh, and a thick fog rolled in. I'm getting some messages from my buddy Derek as I read
1: this. The man in black. That is not him. And the man in black led. No, wait. The man in black fled and the gunslinger followed. This sounds like
0: a Stephen King. Okay. I'm getting the nod of yes, it is indeed from Christian.
1: Yes. First, first line of the Dark Tower series. Wow. Good. I might have butchered a little bit, but.
0: You did, I'm sure. But that's fine. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, it's not like that guy was like hella freaked out after. But I mean, you're like,
1: it's not a crazy story, bro. But I I always spooky. About, but that's about you know, it. People freak out about that afterwards. Yeah, that was kind
0: of me with the like the Zozo instance. I or incident I had at the or at my old apartment was at first I was just like, oh, spooky, weird thing I saw a few nights in a row. And then like the more I looked into it, months later, I was like, oh shit, that was not good. That was not a good time. And if I would, I guess if I would have known that information during while it was happening, I would have been like 10 times more terrified. So it's rising up around me. It would have made it's, a great story. it's coming to take me, Christian. What the hell? Demons. I believe I have one more story for you before we let you guys go for the evening. I'm ready for another story. Well, this one's from Cincinnati, man. And it goes a little something man, like this. Man, there's
1: nothing. You can't hike in Cincinnati.
0: Cincinnati, man. I go camping and multi-day hiking as a hobby. I've been stalked by a mountain lion before and have been hopelessly lost 100 miles from anything, so I know the woods. Except for that one time. Where I was hopelessly lost, yeah. Yeah. He's like, hopelessly lost. Me, like, I guess I don't know the woods, man. The weirdest thing I've ever heard was a wailing in the night. Great, right, here we are again. Mm. Who goes wailing in the night? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, I don't know what this the thing Russians. was. I don't know what this thing was, but I woke up around 2 a.m., My fire had died and there was an overcast, so it was pretty much completely dark. I was camped in a ravine-like valley cutting through the mountains of Tennessee. This noise was in the valley coming right at me, from some distance over 500 yards. It really sounded like a man yelling in deathly agony. If you've ever heard somebody's yell who are passing due to trauma, I don't know how many of you have heard that. That seems like kind of a rare case, but I have not, thankfully. My dad has, actually, now that I think about it. Creepy. I have friends that have. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to get through this, and then I'll circle back. If you've ever heard somebody's yells who are passing due to trauma, that is how it sounded. It's an odd thing and unsettling to describe. I was lying in the dark, gun in hands, while this thing was getting closer and closer, within 300 yards. It stopped wailing and left me in silence. A couple minutes after it stopped, I could hardly make out a figure in the dark about 25 yards to my right. Whatever it was, it was tall. At least five feet or so, not very tall, at least five feet or so, and it was moving roughly west to east at a pretty good rate, or at a pretty good pace, making absolutely no noise as it went. It seemed to be gliding along. There was no lateral movement with this thing, it just went by, and I heard it wail a couple more times far down the valley. The next day, I checked for tracks and didn't find any of significance, just old deer tracks. I still have no idea what could have made that noise. It was hauntingly human and sounded extremely distressed. I still don't believe in the paranormal, but that definitely made me question it. You son of a bitch. Every damn time, Christian, I, I see this spooky wailing figure 25 yards away, and it glides across the countryside and screaming as it goes. Then I go, and I don't see any tracks. So anyway, fuck the paranormal, but I don't know what that was. It saw, he saw tracks. He saw deer tracks. Okay, we can rest assured. I guarantee that it was not a deer. It was wailing, right?
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It must have been right after Bambi's mom got shot.
0: Or maybe he was watching Bambi and he was wailing like, about and he, his mom. He was mom. sad. He's like, I can't finish this movie. Just shot my peeps. Yeah, great peeps reference. So close to Easter. And that's true. We gotta get on the peep bandwagon. No, I love peeps. But but yeah, we no. gotta get sponsored by peeps, man. How do we make that happen? Who makes peeps? send us an email at the gang at the com. if you are in touch with anyone let's do the you know 5 degrees of kevin bacon and see if we can get <laughs> if we can get on board with
1: not kevin bacon but the peeps people peeps are part of the sugar industrial complex oh, that's right. that leads to mind control by like flooding our brains yeah. with sugar with yeah. that sweet dopamine rush nice yeah so Christian doesn't believe in actual conspiracies but he loves making up Really dumb ones. Ain't that right, Christian? Is it dumb, though? It really kind of is, yeah. You don't believe that the sugar industry is trying to warp us and control us? I think sugar is addictive, and so they use that, but I don't think it's mind control. I
0: think you're mind control. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think you believe if you say enough weird shit, at some point people are just
1: going to start believing you. And that's when you start your new world reset. I ate like 50 boxes of peep in 48 hours i understand that's only roughly 150 peeps there's not a lot of peeps in a box you know there were three in each box exactly 150 that's a lot of peeps that's not you could eat 150 skittles and a handful yeah but you should not eat that many peeps guys
0: don't eat that many peeps what we're trying i don't how are we still talking about peeps damn it this is a hiking horror stories episode and we're trying to close it out because ever since then the government has talked to my brain Okay, so clearly Christian is controlled opposition. We've established that, and that's fine, guys. Honestly, he can—he's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants. Down but... with the rebellion. Okay. Anyway, that concludes volume one of hiking horror stories. Rest easy, friends. There will be more. There and, will be. And if you have a crazy story from out on the trails, this is another episode. It would have been great to have my mom talk about weird stuff because yeah. she
1: literally, Just wet. yeah, she hiked like the PCT and all. My mom is hiking more often than she's home. Wait. You should probably explain to some people what PCT is, because if you're not on the west coast, you might not get it. Pacific Coast Trail? Is
0: that it? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, It's a long ass. It's like a hundred thousand miles or some shit. It's way, it's way too. She told me, she was like, I'm hiking 40 miles in the course of my mom, what the hell's wrong with you? You have a bed and a TV at the house. What's wrong? Are you okay? Have you gone mental? It's the I stuff after. that happens after you've raised kids, man. You'll you'll get there. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've been around crazy children
1: for far too long. It's time for me to hit the open trail. Yeah, I'd rather deal with bears and wildlife that may kill me than listen to another child. Hand me my
0: trail mix. I'm getting out of this bitch. So anyway, once again... uh yeah volume one there's if you have a experience of your own on the on the open trails out there in the wild that you simply cannot explain and then you want a couple of deranged grown men in a converted garage to discuss send it in to the gang at the freaky dot com and we'll do you a solid friend we'll talk about it as we do with every story that we've mentioned here on the podcast
1: if you and if you'd like to hear me come up with a conspiracy just keep that to yourself let let us let us know give us a word yeah And I'll give you a conspiracy. There you go. And if the word is anything other than beans, we don't want it here,
0: friend. All right? Anyway. (laughs) Why are you bean shaming me? Don't bean shame me, you bastard. No, it's fine. It's fine. Let's close this out. Because daddy's got to pee. Anyway. um, How'd you know? Wow. This is getting uncomfortable. So, anywho. Hope you guys enjoyed. We really do appreciate you tuning in each and every week here on the show. If you could do us uh, a... a real solid, help us get the word out. You know, share the show on social media, if you're on Facebook, or take a screenshot of it and post it on Instagram and tag us in it. Or if you're a TikTok influencer with a billion followers, hey, give us a little shouty-poo, huh? Just a little shouty,
1: just a little, hey, how you doing, how you do? Pick up your significant other's phone and on the podcast app, hit automatic downloads. And review, and review. Review. Yeah, we really do appreciate all the support we get from you guys. If you are looking for
0: the sweetest merch of any paranormal podcast out there in all the lands, I guarantee you're going to find it at thefreakydeaky.com. We have the dopest designs. And I know that because I also designed merch for a couple other paranormal podcasts, and they don't tell you about that, do they? No, they do not. But your boy is the go to for sweet swag, and uh, it shows. Anyway, I'm do you have any
1: free cundies online yet?
0: No, not yet but maybe in time, but I'm going to stop singing my own praises and I'm just going to close this bad boy out. Uh, hit us up on social media at freaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe for all the video content that's going to be rolling out very soon and follow us on TikTok at TFD Paranormal. Comment your favorite story from the episode. Tell us what you think about the episode, suggest an episode, anything you guys want. We make a real effort to make sure that you are included in this show. We want you to be a part of it, a part of the growth, a part of everything about it. So if you have thoughts on it or suggestions or you just want to hear from us, send in, talk to us. We love hearing from you guys. So we will see you right back here next week on the Freaky Deaky. Have yourselves a great weekend. Goodbye. Where do you move?